All this month, WFPL will be reporting on health and air issues in the neighborhoods surrounding Rubbertown in west and southwest Louisville. All of Louisville's major factories have permits that show what they're allowed to emit. But as WFPL's Erica Peterson reports, when residents report unpleasant smells, it's hard to know where they're coming from and whether they're permitted. Mainline Louisville, an undetermined number of persons have been injured in a gigantic explosion. That if you live near Rubbertown on the West End, there's a lot to worry about. There's the possibility of a major disaster, like the explosion that ripped through the DuPont plant in 1965. Or the 2011 explosion at Union Carbide. But day to day, the pressing concern is the odors in the air and what chemicals and health complications they might bring. It's a nice neighborhood except for the smell. Rose Branch has lived in her home in Park Duval since 2000. She loves the area but says the sewage and chemical odors that blanket the community are becoming unbearable. The, the other day, during the day, I got off the expressway at Bells Lane, and as soon as I hit that exit, it just went... She smacks herself in the forehead. Awful smell. Since 2005, the toxic chemicals emitted into Louisville's air have decreased. Air Pollution Control District spokesman Tom Nord says that's mostly due to regulations but also to the fact that it's not in a company's best interest to spill valuable chemicals or risk incurring penalties for violations. You can't have a chemical plant and have a zero pollution zone. But the combination of regulations and just common sense says it's not a good idea to have this stuff just floating around. So what's Rose Branch smelling? Russ Barnett says it's hard to say, but often the most dangerous chemicals have no odor unless they're released in huge amounts. Barnett is the director of the Kentucky Institute for the Environment and Sustainable Development at the University of Louisville and runs independent air monitoring for toxic air pollution. It might be odorless, and some of the things that people do smell might be an annoyance, but they don't necessarily mean that it's a health problem, and that's a very difficult thing to get a handle on. And it's also hard to know whether Rubbertown residents are smelling chemicals that are released legally under the permits or illegally. Usually the smells are stronger at night, But Barnett says that's partially due to the weather. We're in a river valley, and as we get a cold front moving in, we'll have an inversion and trap some of these volatiles closer to the ground. But regardless of whether a company is allowed to release a chemical into the air, nobody's permitted to be a nuisance. And if odors are leaving a property line, the Air Pollution Control District can take action. But first, the compliance officers have to smell the air themselves, and Rose Branch has tried to let them know whenever she smells something. She pulls out two sheets of notebook paper stapled together, where she's meticulously recorded all of her calls to the city's 311 line. There is one, two, that's a return call. There's the date, time, tracking number, and notes of whether she got a response. Fifteen different incidents, starting with May. Six of those complaints were routed to the Air Pollution Control District. But Branch usually smells the odors at night, when compliance officers aren't on duty. The district took an average of a day and a half to investigate the complaints, and each time they showed up, the odor was long gone. The rest of Branch's complaints were sent to the Metropolitan Sewer District, which also mans the 311 hotline at night. The Air Pollution Control District is actively investigating the smells in Park Duval and other odors in Riverside Gardens. Nord says the fact that the officers aren't on duty 24 hours a day is one of the department's limitations. He says if an odor is persistent enough, one of the district's officers will catch it. I don't want to give people the impression that because we don't have unlimited resources, because we're not the police department or the fire department, that we're just going to punt on this. We're certainly not. Nord says these issues are a top priority as the city works to reduce odors and the associated health effects. 
and for someone who moves into the area today, their exposure would be lower than in years past. But those who have been exposed to the bad air for years wonder if it's responsible for the chronic health conditions that affect many in the West End. Erica Peterson, WFPL News. Erica's reporting on health issues in Rubbertown was undertaken as a California Endowment Health Journalism Fellow at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Journalism. To read this and other stories in the series, go to WFPL.org and search on Rubbertown Health.